Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary here and Anita Baldwin. How are you doing Anita? I'm awesome actually, I am. I'm having a good productive day, so yeah. Uh, But yeah, today's episode of Marketing Made Easy, we are talking to a lovely guy called Fidel, who I've actually followed for quite a while. Are you in his group as well? I won't be in the modern man group, might be in the modern woman group. Well, it's a female, yeah, it's a female. It's still called the same, it's like the female one. I've just, I think I've been connected to him for a long time, so I've been in there. Uh, So yeah, let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. My name is... Is Fidel Bohill. I've got a couple of names going on at the moment. I'm the Modern Man Coach, and that's the business that I run, which incorporates the Modern Man Club and the Modern Man Coach Academy. And um, for my own personal coaching, I'm, I go have the little hashtag, the Kingmaker, because I work with men and help them connect positively with their sense of masculinity. And that's a value I offer to the world. Really, it's massively important. My, my purpose in the world is to bring men and women back together again in a new way yeah okay because at the moment there's a massive gap and it seems to be ever widening between men and women as two groups okay and, that's, and, and men that's are getting really left out aren't they now i feel i feel a lot of the time men there's not really a lot as much for men anymore it's almost like a, a huge movement about female empowerment blah blah, blah. and i think it can sure. be that actually men get a little bit overlooked and uh, they still sure. need but we we have to take responsibility yeah. for that you know we didn't get left mm. behind other people that are in power men have a lot of power men have a mm. lot of influence we have a lot of money <laughs> you know we can do whatever we want to and we've chosen not to engage yeah. and we've been slower to engage in empowerment and much of society the female empowerment movement has contributed to that because a lot of guys the men i deal with i'm a certified no more mr nice guy coach a guy called Dr. Robert Glover who wrote the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. And a really interesting affliction of men of our generation has been becoming nice guys. Yeah. Right? Which isn't really very nice. Okay. There's a difference between a nice guy. It's not guy useful, good, is it? A good man. I, I personally don't useful. really well, like nice guys. Are they doing nice, that nice in guy. name only, do you think, rather than actually being nice guys? Yeah. Why so, you kind of use inverted commas. Correct. Right. When we look at being nice, that's more about being a people pleaser. It's about appeasing. It's about hiding our own needs and wants. But what it doesn't stop is the resentment that builds up when you do that. Right. Everybody, whether it's that old traditional style male from a couple of generations ago or the new version of Mr. Nice Guy, both types of men are just trying to get their needs met. One's doing it using kind of force and overt perhaps aggression and strength and power to to get his own way and get his needs met. And the other is using manipulation, lying, and all of those sort of things to get Mm. their needs met. So on the face, it looks like they're not doing anything wrong when they're trying their hardest to be the opposite of their father or their grandfather. But actually, they're both two guys trying to get their need met. The reason why I use the kind of concept of the king, which I know is a bit cheesy Mm. and certainly is in America, as a lot of people use it, but for me... it's good. It's about stepping into into your power, right? And being really comfortable with being over with getting your needs met and asking people for help and support, yeah. and especially your partner, the women in your life. I think the biggest problem that I see is this polarity switch. And I talk a lot about it on social media of men being in their feminine energy and women being a lot in their, in their masculine energy. And that's where we've got to over the last 20 or 30 years 
the female empowerment movement has actually ended up with a lot of unhappy women. Really easy, though, and this is where the nuance and the, and the delicacy comes in, is that we're not after just going back to the 50s, right? No. That's not what we want. The world doesn't work like that. The toothpaste is not going back in the tube. <laughs> Correct, right? And we don't have to disempower women in order to empower men, and we just have to look at different ways of empowering ourselves and the two groups so that there is equality, which doesn't mean we have to be the same. Because I think that's what happens. Yeah. What happens in, in capitalism is that people got women to mimic men in order to be yeah, successful. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Men and women are different physically, we're different emotionally, we're different intellectually, and you can celebrate those differences while still being equal. Absolutely. So my little motto for the movement or my purpose is separate but not divided. And it's yeah, cool yeah. to do things separately. It. It's cool for women to go and do yeah. female things together as a group of women and empower each other. And men need to do it too. But what we have to do it in such a way that the end game is about coming back together rather than creating two opposing teams. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sides, yeah. So often a marriage, a marriage is about two people living together but having quite separate lives. But, and, you know, I always say... Uh, that actually when I look at both sexes I'm glad I'm female because for all the things that oh, are God, shit yeah. about it kind of female solidarity and friendship and talking to each other and all of that and the laugh you can have with a bunch of women is awesome yeah. compared to that traditional bit of banter for men never really share and all of that so is that what you're kind of helping with yeah why are men like that traditionally so there's a couple of things right or we can go really deep now if you want mm, yeah do it <laughs> yeah. anthropologically yeah so historically and this is one of the differences between men and women right and and i'm not a massive fan of this men need to talk i think that that comes with a little bit of a dangerous thing it is useful for men to learn how to express themselves that doesn't always mean talking all right if we think of mental health services and, and everything have been designed by women for women and so when we look at talking therapy well yeah you know if you only got to look at the statistics of who is in charge of these things and who's working in the nhs overwhelmingly it's women and certainly the mental oh, health when anyone says mental health i always think of men like literally like, that just as carers women are more likely to be caring yeah 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 caring and this patients. is another problem right one of the things i, I was got dead against was as soon as I came out and started talking about men and masculinity, everybody was like, oh, yeah, they're all the poor men, the suicide rates and men's mental health. And I'm like, no, I don't really want to represent that. Mm. I think a lot of times people and especially women are really, really comfortable with men either being toxic bullies or these kind of victim people that need help and support. And I don't like those. I don't think we're comfortable with them. I just, I just feel like most men fall into one mm. or the other categories as a general rule. And yeah, neither are but, particularly attractive. So it's but, a bit But actually, it's not true. There's just <laughs> billions yeah. of us really normal guys that are all yeah. right, you know? Yeah. We're not wanting to go and commit suicide we're not depressed we're not mm. anything we yeah. we are we might be struggling with where we fit into the world but it's not as drastic as all of that and actually i don't mean as drastic as that but i mean like yeah. like you said earlier about that sort of people pleasing kind of yeah. they don't tell the truth because they're just they're scared of conflict and whatever right. else so they, they're either in that or they're just out there just doing whatever they want they didn't seem yeah. to yeah i've come across many many weak men you've got to think of the millions of our generation of men in the Western world that have been brought up by single mums. For the, yeah. like, this hasn't happened at this scale before. When you're brought up in that sort of environment, if you've witnessed the breakup of your parents and then you've gone and lived with your mum during those times of the 80s and 90s and stuff like that and feminism and man bashing, which was quite a good hobby yeah. for, for lots of women and has been for, yeah. for a while. And a lot of us, that was our formative years. This was 
a little bit of what was going on in in society both with the pe- women around us in our lives and also on the, on the tv screens and politically and everything else like that and those are the sort of stuff that got ingrained in us yeah. and weirdly when i ask women how do you feel about femininity a lot of women are like look femininity like oh pink and fluffy that's all we, we don't want any part of that right yeah yeah and when you ask men about masculinity they think oh alpha male bullying toxicity you do the opposite you say to men what do you think about femininity and they go oh it's beautiful it's empowering it's this that and the other Mm. likewise women feel really positively about masculinity Mm. so we've got this weird thing where we're not feeling comfortable about who we are but we're idolizing the opposite yeah and it's funny what you say about the man bashing as well because my my daughter is six years older than my son and I did feel like when my son came along it just seemed to be a lot of like girl power girls are awesome blah blah blah. and then all of a sudden I had a son as well (laughs) and I was like oh okay and I'm really conscious to make sure that we don't have this uh, overriding sort of girls are great girls are great you know and girls can do this because I get why we have that but then I'm really conscious now I have a son that no we can't go around man bashing we just can't do that it's not you know but he's going to grow up to be a man you know we need to celebrate men just as much but I think also if you think about children being raised in single parent families and being raised predominantly by their mother the man woman dynamic is the woman is the carer and the soft one and the dad is the disciplinarian and if you take that disciplinarian out I know a lot of mums who are like don't do that Tarquin and you know all of that which is why you know I was very conscious as a single parent that I had to be the mum and the dad and uh, come down quite hard on my kids mm. at times and do I mean, that we're kind tougher of on our kids. where when you cry it doesn't make me back down yeah. I'll just dig in deeper because this is what you need and I was kind of conscious about think that maybe they're not getting I don't know the firm hand that you got but, but even then like the difference between receiving that firm hand mm. from your mother that can be really confusing for a kid right one yeah. person doing both roles yeah. so yeah and, my mum was more badass than my dad yeah my dad was like a rock like yeah so it's but we funny, then grow it? up kind of like without a clean cut representation or a mirror image of of what of we gender, to, what we're yeah. to aspire to right as a man most guys you know you ask them what it is to be a man or how does it feel to be a man and most guys can't understand or even express that there is no yeah. representation and most of the time we just duck out of it right by going oh no well it's just a label yeah. we are um, being a man is being whoever you want it to be or whatever you want it to be i think we can see that with kids now where you have the that paradox of choice right we, we don't have any rules or we don't have a framework or anything like that it doesn't make us any happier actually it's much easier if we do have a basic framework to to work with we can choose to pick and choose bits of that framework that that we're going to stick to more than other parts but to just disregard an entire framework of what masculinity is what masculine energy is what it is to be a good man and that there is a difference between being a good man and how we function in our role in society and in our families and in our community and there is a difference for the feminine divine level and energetic level as well as a physical and practical level understanding and having those clear differences and those frameworks to be discussed do you know what i mean and people can pick yeah. and choose but having those as a starting point i believe is more conducive to us feeling better about ourselves rather than just going, oh, do you know what? You can be whatever you want to be. And now we can see a lot of confusion going on with gender, with who I am, sexuality and everything else like that. And some people think it's a wonderful time to be alive and and it is, and it's an exploration and and we're Mm. feeling our way. I don't see it actually bringing that much happiness to a lot of individuals that are experiencing that. Yeah, Um, it's all a lot of labelling right now, isn't it? Trying to 
almost like you got to go and pick yeah. your label or get label, you know, like. Yeah, and, well, it's, yeah. and I quite like labels. I think labels, labels are essential, right? We need labels. We need man. We need woman. We need boy. We need girl. We need all of these things to be able to start a conversation. Dog. I'm not an anti-labelist by any stretch. I'm actually I'm I'm for labels. I guess people get to pick their own. I think people object to being labelled by other people. And also, you're not one label. You're hundreds of labels. And you might be a Correct. label today that you don't want to wear tomorrow and all of that yeah. kind of thing. We had a coach that taught us that. And I was like, oh, yeah. 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 Every, every day, yeah. You, I, I, you, yeah like you saw a cap that said, I am on it. And that was yeah. why, because every day you get to choose, like, I am this or I am that. And, you know. But but that gets caught. Like, we've got enough decisions to make, right, every day? <laughs> like, what to have for yeah. blue and breakfast? What pants am I going to put on? We don't need to decide, like, that's, who that's I am at a core level it? every day. Like, blimey, yeah. we'd all just sit around nothing would ever get done would it we'd be pondering this like the greeks well, i think forever. it's at a superficial level isn't it today <laughs> i am a hard worker tomorrow i'm going to be a sitting on the sofa kind of chick you know that kind for, of, yeah. for, for sure i guess i guess and the work i do with my clients is actually though getting to the deep root looking my sort of process values vision goals so who am i what's important to me where am i going long term how am i going to get there those sort of stuff it doesn't matter they allow those other surface level choices to come about and yeah. and be really conscious of whether you're acting with integrity according to your values and exhibiting behaviors that are taking you towards your vision better for the wider community or, or so not. why are we as a nation less happy now than we were 50 years ago when we've got all these labor saving devices we've yeah. got the ability to go traveling we've got with you know the ability to go find any information or like travel virtually at our fingertips you think on paper everything will be better why is it worse but that's why okay um great question for three and a half million years humans have been around right and the vast majority of that time we were lived in little tribes padding around an area we lived communally is the most important thing right we lived community there was no such thing as mine it was yeah. all ours children sex food yeah, i was gonna say was, even partners was ours yeah right yeah. it was all it was all ours and it was all there for, for thing and a few thousand years ago so not a lot of time in the grand scheme of the human existence a tiny little bit of time we stopped and put fences around stuff and went this is mine as part of that we owned each other we owned our parents and, and our partner and our kids and stuff like that. But as we've grown, the reason why we're less happy is we're basically we're higher up the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Food isn't a massive problem to us. Shelter isn't a massive problem to us. The only problems we've got are more existential, right? And we're more individual than we've ever, ever, ever been. We're not living as humans are designed to live, right? Our biology and our neurology have not caught up in those few thousand years it hasn't changed a bit so we're still these tribal people that are used to chairing and wandering around and now we're really lonely and we're searching for stuff that's missing from that way of life on the internet and through all of this by buying cars and being wealthy and getting social media credits because influencing and, and all of this all of my clients pretty much are millionaires on, on paper and yet they're not Miserable. happy yeah they're not happy they don't have lots of them don't have great relationships they don't they're not physically fit some of them are some of them are really physically fit they've got all the money they've even got a relationship and they're like send well, those what, ones to me what's, what, <laughs> what's fit with happening? money 
Surely the answer is get busy, get out in your community, meet people, help people. Get, get create busy. a community, have a community, you know. It doesn't yeah. have to be like in the old school tribal days where you've got, to, you've got the community because you kind of got to because they're there and you somebody's got to go and help you really get the water from the river that you're yeah. going to drink because you can't do it yourself. Better thing is you're not stuck with whoever's around. You can go and identify and join the, your communities that you want or build your own. So one, one of the processes uh, I take my clients through is called cooperative reciprocal relationships, right? Where we oh, consciously that. look at who we've got in our support circle. I'm running a relationship program for men at the moment called Balls Deep. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the biggest things is we asked the question last correct. week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. Where is your support structure? One of the other pressures on relationships, right, is that we've been told by the movies and society that we're supposed to be each other's one and only and, and all of this. And it's this nice. got a lot to ask for, isn't it? Nonsense. Yeah. 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 Anyways, other half, right. all that crap. Yeah. Remember, we're used to getting what we need from a tribe, and now we're trying to get everything that we got from a tribe from one person. But we could even include our kids, right? So we're now putting pressures on our kids to deliver us stuff that actually should be borne by our mates and we're spending all our free time. So I've got all of these guys in the group and it's like, okay, well, what does your support system look like? What are your friendship groups look like? And they're just like, well, outside of my work and my family, I don't have time to do anything. That's crazy. Well, I think that's quite the... a common thing for men as well, not to have it's like ridiculous. a friendship circle. I don't know how they get yeah. like that. I don't know well, how that... So nice guy stuff plays into this a little bit. Oh. So what we do is we abdicate responsibility for our socialising to our partners when we get married. Yes. Because you guys are better at it, right? Yep. You guys are and great then we get networking and talking and organising all the parties. Everything. Yeah. And then, so guess what? The only people we ever hang out with are your friends and their husbands. Okay? And then divorce happens. We're alone. Or we realise that, actually, I don't want to, everything I say to this guy, he goes back and tells his wife. His wife is best friends with my wife. And now I'm busted. Do you know what I mean? And now we're having an argument and stuff like that. And we don't have those men-only spaces anymore, which is one of the things I like about the boxing gym. But even then, you know, there's a load of women and girls getting involved in those. Used to go down the football. Now there's women that used to go down the pub. Now there's. But there you are. don't have to. Men don't have to just hang around with men, though, do they? They could hang around. No. They could have, well, heaven forbid, they might have friends that are a female. But, but it's important to have both, yeah. right? Because mm. look, again, we, I'm mm. even just talking pre-Second World War. Forever. Men and women have done things separately, hmm. largely. Yeah. It's only recently that we're doing so much uh, mixing at yeah. such a level, like all day, every day, especially now we're working from home. We're not just women, but we're actually just doing it with our partner. Actually, forever men have gone and done hmm. separate things and spent the day with each other. Women have yeah. gone and done separate yeah. things yeah. and spent the day with each other. Men don't have to have that. But as you ladies will know, how different is it when you're with a bunch of other awesome. women right it's you say it's awesome thing. i'm like actually yeah. it's a bit irritating <laughs> but it's a different experience friends, then. I love no. It. no it depends either depend. way it's a different experience yeah. right being in with your peers and other people mm. and it's the same for men there's some value in mixed groups don't get me wrong I'm, I'm, I'm all up for it but i think everything always to be mixed i don't believe is very healthy it no. becomes codependent in the same way that one person can't marry. changes the dynamic a here's a question then can men and women be friends Ooh, I had that I one of my Fidel's Friday debates. Mm. Look, I've, I've got loads of, of course they can. Friends. I've got loads of male yeah. friends. They that can. Been... But they're often they're, they're wise. Hang on, hang on. Let's be done so. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, very different I, viewpoints. I think they can be. I, I think it depends on, on the sort of the length of time. I think that at 
one point, usually one or other of you wants to sleep with the other one at some Always. point. And that can cause a problem. Because again, that's a really natural thing for us to do, right? Look at each other sexually. It's really normal. But now we're not allowed to do that because our partner will get obsessed. So if you're looking at that person sexually, you're like, actually, yeah, she's got great ass. That's That would be a really open and honest thing to do. And I've got that, yeah. we have that kind of conversation with my current partner. We have those conversations all the time. I'm like, geez, look at him and his bicep. What a great back. Or whatever and she'd be like yeah he's hot yeah. i'm like i don't take that personally i find it's really 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 normal and i'm yeah because ultimately she's time. with you she's not you know right if like, she wanted to I, be with him she'd go be with him yeah. she could be with him but admiring yeah. each other or finding yeah. other people sexually attractive is totally normal yeah I mean, there are three parts to being a human in there right and this is my little model anyway and there's one bit that we really ignore to our detriment i think so the, the one part is our immense brain right our consciousness and our ability to to think logically and invent stuff and and imagine things and stuff like that. And and we really, really prize that above everything else. I think logic, don't be stupid. You've got to be smart. You've got to use your brain. And we think that's a paramount part. The other part is our energetic selves. However you choose to see that, whether it's spiritual or that you've got a soul or in a religious context or just on an energetic level, there's a connection between humans and the rest of the world and each other humans have known that for a very long time so however you want to see that part there isn't a bit more of an existential part of us and thirdly the bit that gets ignored is the animal part right our biology it plays a massive part in how we socialize who we are what we experience out in the world and we think that these other two parts raise us above this third part we're like oh no i'm far too spiritual to look at an ass and go that's a great ass do you know what I mean? Or I'm far too cerebral to only do sensible things. So I would never dream of saying that to my partner that that woman's got a great And all the while, like our little biological part is like, hey, what, what, what about me? Like we are still very animalistic. We have chemicals flowing around our body, especially you guys. And we ignore that at our peril. So I think, yes, men and women can be friends. It can be problematic, but I've got loads of female friends but at one point one or other of us wanted to bonk the other one i think that's probably yeah. fair yeah. very few that i can think of wasn't was never like that because i think mm. often men will be friends with a woman if they find them attractive which isn't just a friendship is it and if they don't find them attractive then there's nothing they'd like oh is that is that a bit of a compliment to me then that's why i've got so many male friends <laughs> actually i wasn't talking about you Anne, but okay take it, take it about yourself. genuinely there's loads of loads of men that i'm friends with that i definitely 100 percent don't find them attractive and they 100 percent don't and never have found me attractive so yeah it's um but no, we like and that. again though but yeah there is that animal we, there is obviously like to... where ones that you would know that yeah they do like you or we don't even have to like them but yeah fancy you but just mm. actually for a man being around feminine women especially smell nice and look nice and stuff like that, that's a really pleasant experience for us yeah. it inspires yeah, us it. yeah right it, that polarity because we're intrigued by you flowery beautiful pretty beings do you know what i mean that go around and we're like oh, for the listeners we're, we're not flowery beautiful These two aren't beautiful. <laughs> you are, <laughs> i not. think you are <laughs> but that doesn't mean powerless either i don't i don't i don't think but yeah. anyway being around yeah. in the same way that being around a strong decisive physical man mm. is also whether you fancy him or not it's a healthy and vibrant experience isn't it yeah when you're yeah, in the presence of a guy yes. like that you're yeah. like oh yeah but finding someone attractive is different to fancying them really isn't it yeah and yes people can have attractive yeah. qualities that you like to yes. be around but it you know 
Yeah, it's not necessarily like just platonic. For sure. It's a massive subject, isn't it? We could probably yeah. talk for a day on it. <laughs> How did you get into doing all of this? I guess my personal development stuff did start with boxing. That really got me thinking and certainly trying to understand my connection with masculinity and what it meant for me to be a man in the world. And I hadn't really thought of that before. And how I ended up in as a therapist and into personal development was that I had a, a business a few years ago that started doing really badly. And it wasn't the first time I'd had a bigger business in Spain and we lost 12 million euros in the space for about three months. Wow. Um, just as my youngest daughter was born, very painful, painful, painful experience. Came back to England, built another business, which also started going wrong. It, it, on the face of it, it looked very successful. And I was doing really well with bringing in money, but my old money blocks and issues were working away in the background. And I grew the business too quickly. And it was like a Titanic cruising towards the iceberg. Because of my concept of masculinity and being a man, it was, right, here I am pillar of the community, people know and respect me. If they knew all of this stuff was going on underneath, I'd lose all of that. And also I didn't tell my wife at the time until it was all too late and, and it went wrong. And I ended up having a panic attack one night, mm. first and last one I've ever had, but it made me go and have therapy. I went and had some hypnotherapy to deal with my money stuff. And in the end, I ended up grilling my hypnotherapist too much. And she was just like, look, now we've kind of finished. We've healed a lot of your stuff, right? <laughs> Um, if you want to find out more, why don't you go and learn hypnotherapy? And I was like, it's a good idea. Light bulb That's, moment. Yeah, so I did. And then I discovered NLP and I carried on. I trained for like three years. And obviously, if any of you guys have been through any of that process, it's personal development as well. And it got me thinking and doing things that I'd never really considered before. And one of the biggest was the question that you asked me right at the beginning, which is what do you bring to the world? What's your kind of gift and mm. my answer to that is I have always had an ability to have really difficult conversations without being kind of taken apart so I've, I've always been able without to pissing them off too much without everybody getting really angry and <laughs> yeah, like yeah. people always see it's the best in me see that if I'm having a conversation about this stuff and even if I'm getting it wrong I'm coming from a good place yeah. and I've seemed to be able to create environments where people were well behaved i was having this conversation i'm like the opposite of that <laughs> i've got a few mates that everybody else absolutely thinks are a complete nightmare and i'm like yeah but when they're around me they're always cool my men's group and my women's group both the same so many of the members go this is like the most peaceful place on the internet and i'm in loads of other groups as well my men's group, I think I've removed in the four years it's been going, I think I've removed like three people from it and mm -hmm. deleted about four or five posts, mm. which is unheard of. But yeah. so whatever it is, whatever I was blessed with, whoever gave it to me, that's been my skill. And so I figured out how I would like to use that as part of my journey. And I was thinking, well, then who am I? How do I put a label on it? And I was thinking, actually, I'm a really modern man. I was brought up by my mum. I've got four brothers. Um, Jesus, she up, needs a medal. Yeah, <laughs> five boys. I, I grew up, yeah, <gasps> you know, on the not necessarily the wrong side of the tracks, but I was certainly involved with criminal activities for a large portion of my younger life, and I figured all that out. I've built businesses. I've done a, a lot of different things that I feel like were con connected to me on this little journey of what it is to to be a man. And I've been through a lot of things that other men have been through and experienced. I've figured it out to be quite well balanced. So I'm aware of what the problems they face. This is where I came up with the concept of what, well, okay, well, what is it to be a modern man? How do we do this in a new 
world in this age of equality and 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 fairness and everything else like that how do we still manage to differentiate ourselves and own who we are yeah i think Um, that's also something that boxing gives you is like a kind of quiet confidence because you have no need to prove yourself in any way because you can go and do that regularly because I, I started yep. my son on boxing lessons he did it for about a year and then stopped and I was fed up with the arguments so I wasn't going to force him but you know I said as a young man you will get in a situation where you'll feel the need to prove yourself and if you're doing this regularly that will go and you're not going to end up down an alley where you think how did I get here and it just gives you that self-assurance which isn't arrogance isn't it for sure and there's a there's a I mean, there there are just so many good things for boys and boxing and and for men knowing how to protect yourself physically. It's not about people confuse that with oh what like with going out and finding it, and it's just like no. Hopefully, for a start, any good self defense instructor, whether it's martial arts or boxing or whatever, will always teach you how to not get into a physical alteration in Mm. the first place. But nine times out of ten, what you'll find is being able to do that and being able to manage yourself physically prevents it from happening in the first place because people yeah. can tell that you're the wrong guy to pick on yeah right yeah. somehow <laughs> you, it's a vibe, your isn't it? energy right the energy you, yeah. you project while you're walking with confidence and the way that you carry yourself when you're physically fit and strong just removes you from the equation as a victim or a target so it, yeah. it saves you from all of that and it allows you to step into relationships as a as a husband mm-hmm. or, or a partner or or, or a dad and know that that bottom line, remember this little biological part, there's a part of us that feels more comfortable when we're able to protect the people that we love. That is a real fundamental driver of our, our masculinity when we connect with it. We are protectors. It's kind of what we're for. And at a very primal level, being able to do that will bring us more contentment and, and happiness. Mm. Interesting stuff. So two questions we always ask all of our guests. And the first is, what makes you savvy? Because we're the Get Savvy Club. Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to say you're not. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen, listen. I, 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 this is probably a little bit off, off the point, but I actually really, I can be, despite my background, I can actually be quite naive. And I actually hold on to that sometimes. I really like it about myself. I'm very optimistic in people yeah. and situations, all right? which might not be very savvy sometimes. But if I make I those, if I, if I, if I, sometimes it can that, be as well, yeah. though, because it means and you don't overthink things or you look, see the best in people where people perhaps wouldn't. Sure. And you, you get it, it, it does. Things. I think it's worked out hmm. more, uh, more often than it hasn't. And when it hasn't worked out, yeah. do you know what? That's the price I pay for living with optimism and, yeah. and seeing the best <laughs> in people. So I'll, I'll own that. It's Same. The, the <laughs> that sounds like me. That's the kind of thing I'd say. So, yeah. The second question is to recommend a book. Recommend a book. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to recommend my book. You can still Divorce, shout out your own. Divorce, The Modern Man's Guide, available on Amazon, <laughs> which I'm going in to record to get it on Audible. It's amazing. Awesome. I can't believe, you read it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that I sell so many copies of it all over the world. It's really like, I, I, I'm going to recommend Dr. Robert Glover's No More Mr. Nice Guy. It's a seminal book for men to read women will get a lot from it as well i think understanding nice guy syndrome and, and, and what that really means and and how it's a problem in society for men and women these days yeah. so it's a book on quote codependency really so women can read it and mm. take guy out of it and might go if they really want to it's a great book for men i highly recommend it and dr glover and like i said is one of my mentors and, and is an awesome dude as well a very knowledgeable man and so if any of our uh, listeners would like to find out more about you, apart from obviously buying the book 
divorce uh-huh. a modern man's guide <laughs> by Fidel Bono. You're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> where, where will they find you? Facebook, mainly. For, for my sins, I'm the only Fidel Bohill in the entire world, so I'm really easy to find. The Modern Man Club is my men's Facebook community. The Modern Woman Club is my women's Facebook community. So there's about a thousand women in there and me. Uh, <laughs> an I'm in there. I'm in you there. Are. Yeah. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting and it's good to get a male perspective on things. But actually, I think that Fidel has got just like a normal perspective on things. I don't think he's, you know, like a, what's the equivalent of a feminist, masculinist? No, there isn't really one, is there? You haven't got their own word in it, I suppose. Alpha male, like, and uh, yeah, even then, that's not it, is it? Yeah, alpha mm. male versus metrosexual, I guess. He's not, he's yeah. not really. Even though, weirdly, he obviously is a bit if he does boxing, because you can't be not aggressive in the boxing ring, can you? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, some of them do say it makes them not aggressive, which is weird, isn't it? But yeah. Outside, but in it, obviously, mm. it's an aggressive it's sport. It's got to, it? yeah. Yeah, you can't just stand there and wait to get punched, I imagine. No. It's not for me. <laughs> No, <laughs> but like I said, it's not supposed to be for us, is it? I don't know. There's apparently. some great women apparently. boxes, aren't there? Yeah, there's loads of great women boxes, but uh, like generally, because I don't get it, I don't get it. Like, I just <laughs> couldn't think of anything worse. But then there's men that are the same, aren't they? They're like, I'm not going to go and get this face smashed up. <laughs> there are men that. Are like, no thanks. I'll dodge that one. I'm not going to, especially like the differences in like the size of these guys and whatnot. But um, anyway, interesting stuff. So hopefully you enjoyed it as well. And we don't have a question this week because we don't have a question. So if you have a question, and do you know what? It doesn't even have to be about social media, does it? It could be about marketing. It could be personal. It could confidence. be yeah. It could be it could be anything you want it to be. So yeah. And if you want to win the book, which is No More Mr Nice Guy or Fidel's book Divorce and Modern Man's Guide screenshot the episode put it on social media and tag us in and we will put you in the hat to win it and so whatever you're doing for the rest of the day have a fantastic day and see you next time bye that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it connect with us on social media just search get savvy club